0: But mm-hmm. she, like, burst in the door singing, up, Lillian, up, Lillian, do sing a larkin, nay, little more, nay, little more, the Doran's Kinerkin, <laughs> which, um, sh- it, it wasn't, co- it wasn't completely correct. It's from a little nursery rhyme, up, Lily Hans, and it's like, his mm-hmm. name is Hans, but she changed it to up, little one for me. So it means up little one, up little one. The birds are singing. And then the response is like, no, little mother, no, little mother. It's just the door is creaking.
1: And uh, welcome to Fairy Tale Fix again. Again, welcome. I'm Abby. I'm Kelsey. And this is the podcast where we read classic fairy tales and then fix them
0: for a modern audience. And we go, what the fuck just happened? Yeah, Cause we do that a lot too. <laughs> they are <laughs> nuts. Some of these stories are just. What the out hell? Of this world. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, hell.
1: What the damn hell? (laughs) Exactly.
0: (laughs) So good. I'm so excited. Abby gave me a hint about what story she was reading today, so I'm very stoked. Oh my gosh, me too. I can't wait. I also have a really good one. But before we talk about that. (laughs) I love fairy tales. I'm so excited (laughs) to be here today. (laughs) Me too. How how are you doing? How was your week? Well, when this episode
1: comes out, I imagine my week will have been going swimmingly. (laughs) I believe I believe it. Oh my gosh. Are you so <laughs> excited? I, I am. Although although so this uh, this episode comes out on April 11th, mm-hmm. which means that I will have just landed in Kuala Lumpur this morning. Ooh. Yeah. So my week will be, well, I guess it won't be off to a great start because it will be like a 14 hour flight followed by an (laughs) eight hour layover in Tokyo, followed by another seven hour flight.
0: Yeah. God, that sounds like it's going (laughs) to suck.
1: So I might actually be really tired and in a super bad mood on this particular day, but I will be in (laughs) Malaysia, which will be a lot of fun. And I'm sure my mood will improve quickly.
0: Yeah, and maybe you'll also just had some great Japanese food. Weren't you saying you were going to try to find, like, a quick ramen place or something? Yeah,
1: we were going to try to – because we we're, we're going to be in Tokyo for eight hours uh, like, yeah. as part of our laydo- layover. So we're going to try to dip out uh, – because apparently there's a train that goes straight from the airport in, like, the airport directly to downtown Tokyo.
0: Yeah, so cool.
1: So we'll try to duck out and have some ramen and then go back so- to the airport.
0: Send me all the pictures. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. What is the time difference between between
1: the United States and Malaysia?
0: Yeah. Well,
1: between the East Coast and Malaysia it's 12 hours.
0: Okay. So, into the future. You'll be I messaging add. me like middle of the night, which is great. Yes. <laughs> or really early morning probably, this is my guess. Yes.
1: <laughs> Cuz I'm not going to be doing stuff until like mid-afternoon.
0: Yeah. Oh, I'm so excited for you. I hope you have the me best too. trip
1: me too i think it's gonna be so great apparently uh it gets so hot there in the afternoon, so people don't really do things until the sun starts going down so yeah. actually you and i might you might be like well into your day by the time i'm well into my day anyway i'm nice. going to become a night person
0: <laughs> person of the night a person of the night a creature of the night yeah <laughs> Excellent. oh i'm so excited for you that's gonna be so cool so fun! Thank you. I want to hear absolutely everything, and on our next episode, or maybe maybe two episodes from now, I, I can't tell. Um, the episode. We record these pretty early, so we have a nice buffer. <laughs> it's still March. <laughs> it's, it's still not March. even St. Patrick's Day yet. <laughs> my
1: my big conference that I'm dreading hasn't even happened yet. I'm just pretending. <laughs> I
0: was just asking about it before we started recording.
1: <laughs> I'm just like, I don't want to think about it. So I'm going to pretend that I'm already in Malaysia, which is where I will be. So I'm mm. also excited to hear about it and see the pictures.
0: <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> future Abby teacher future Kelsey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah we'll probably I'll, pro- I'll
1: i'll tell i'll tell our listeners all about it probably during like one of the may episodes yeah which we will record when i come back
0: well i am so excited how are you? For you and i just hope you have the best time and i think i'm I will. sure this week will go by quickly or n- next it weekend better. anyway it Better.
1: <laughs> <laughs> anyway how are you doing what's up
0: I'm good. I um I made Danish thin pancakes this morning, which was really <laughs> nice. Um, but my can you say we're gonna make crepes? Yeah. So I, I sometimes I call them crepes because that's what most people know them as. But technically mm-hmm. they're like panacea. <laughs> they're uh they're Danish pancakes, so they're really thin, and you like put butter and sugar in them and roll them up. Adam doesn't like to do the butter and sugar because he didn't grow up with a Danish great aunt who made her like gave her tons of butter and sugar like i mean like a tablespoon of sugar per (gasps) pancake and then roll it up he usually puts like a scramble in it so we were also making like eggs and bacon oh nice okay and our fire alarm went off Uh (laughs) uh-huh which was really not fun and it scares the absolute shit out of my cat yeah oh (laughs) So it just starts going off and Adam immediately like runs to go turn it off because he's tall and can reach. Sometimes mm-hmm. if it's like just the really, really top one, we have to get the ladder out because we have high ceilings. I didn't even like notice a lot of smoke. So I'm not sure why it went off. It was really annoying. But poor Cheval comes into the kitchen like, and she just looks up at me and goes like, MOW! Mow <laughs> Like, what's <laughs> happening? It was really sad. I felt so bad. I like Went down and covered her little ears because I'm sure it's like more sensitive than ours and is loud as fuck. Mm -hmm. Like I was like I lost five years of hearing probably with that (laughs) because it took so long to like because they're up so high it takes so long Mm -hmm. to get them off.
1: Uh huh. To get like the smoke cleared from that part of the building. Yeah. Yeah. So
0: so poor poor little baby. baby. Oh. And then she was like scared for most of the morning, like slinking around with like. something's wrong it was really the loud noise can come back at any second it was the bacon by the way in the oven i guess the ends got like a little burnt i didn't notice any smoke when it went off i was just like what the fuck is something on fire in the on the other side of the house because it's not in the kitchen but uh so that was very exciting we and also um Adam dropped like four eggs on the floor. We had a time this morning. We had a rough time making breakfast. Oh, it was chaos in the Horn household. <laughs> it really was. And that's like four like four eggs is like $50 worth of eggs right there, just down the drain. Oh my gosh, yes. Our eggs? Our eggs?
1: I don't buy eggs a lot. Are they still really expensive? Yes, they are expensive. Ooh. I mean,
0: and I would also think that they'd be more expensive for you. On the East Coast, because California is like the kind of like egg capital. It's, so they're close California by. is the capital of lots of food. Yeah.
1: It's not hard. to It's not. Yeah. Um, probably. I just don't buy eggs very often. What? I just don't, just don't use them.
0: Not an egg person?
1: I'm, I'm an egg person, but like. Oh, Stephen's
0: not? Stephen's not an egg person.
1: And I don't. And I just don't cook them a lot. Like I forget. I, like I, I bought eggs a couple months ago, and I, they're still <laughs> in my fridge. They're probably still good.
0: <laughs> no, oh my gosh, months ago we buy like eggs every week. I love eggs. I could eat them just constantly. They're delicious. I want them on everything. <laughs> Makes sense. <laughs> uh, yeah, they are. They good. are delicious. <laughs> the pancakes I make take three eggs. They're delicious and good for you.
1: so many vitamins.
0: Well, aren't they? they Eggs are good for you, not the pancakes. Not the pancakes. No, the pancakes have (laughs) lots of melted butter, (laughs) lots of sugar. (laughs) They are delicious. I hadn't made them in forever. That was like something I ate growing up. That my aunt, my great aunt Fronie, made for me constantly, and it was the most delicious thing ever. So it's not very healthy, though, so I don't make them super often. But I was in the mood this morning. Also, they're called Swedish Pancakes, uh, which is what inspired my story today, by the way.
1: Oh, my God. I'm so excited. (laughs) I'm going to whip out my Swedish
0: fairy tales today. Heck, yeah. I didn't even realize you had a Swedish fairy tale book. Yeah, I haven't read very many. Most of them are kind of long. This is the book that I read, The Old Troll from Big Mountain from. That's right. Oh, my with, God. That was such a great story. Yeah, with the world's cutest kid, Ollie. hmm And all the stories in here are really good, but some of them are just really long, and I don't pick it up that often, so I totally got a good one for you today. Well, it's actually we just very wanna... relevant to a conversation we had recently.
1: Ooh, okay. Oh, my goodness. This is too intriguing. <laughs> Okay, so well, obviously we have to jump into the story. I know we usually talk, we chit chat a little longer most of the time, but but are you ready? <laughs> I'm ready. Okay, so I can't wait to get into the story because I'm dying. I'm like that is such an intriguing thing to say that it's very relevant <laughs> to conversations we've been having. Can't wait to find out what that's about. That is going to be one of my predictions. just trying to guess. <laughs> mm-hmm. Good. Um, but first, we. This is so exciting! Uh, we have another new patron to thank, right on the heels of thanking a couple new patrons from last week. Bow thank bow, you bow. very much, Tamra. Oh, I have to bring my air horn back from work. Uh, no,
0: I think we—you we, just need like an air horn for your office at home and at work. And at work, I need to get a second air horn, <laughs> a keychain air horn. <laughs>
1: but thank you, Tamara, so much for joining our Patreon community. We appreciate you. Thank yes, you for helping you us so pay much. for editing software. <laughs>
0: yes, we really appreciate it. <laughs> it's so helpful. You. Yeah, Thank you, Tamara. You are the best. Uh, and
1: uh, you picked a good month to join because we have uh, April is going to be a bonus episode month. So after we record this episode, we should record that one.
0: Oh, my gosh. Very I shortly. love it. I'm so excited. I love doing the bonus episodes i know they get they get get unhinged i'm so excited i always feel like i started today thinking i wanted to do a mermaid story and i ended up Mm -hmm. getting really excited about the swedish story so maybe my bonus episode will be a mermaid story i was thinking about doing a mermaid story for the bonus episode too (laughs) i feel like we always end up doing something similar which is fun (laughs) we do (laughs) we don't even plan it most of the time i swear well, I think we should get into our story. We're yes. going to go just a hop skip and a jump over from Denmark into Sweden, and I'm going to tell you the troll ride. <gasps> the troll ride. Oh uh, this is God. by this is from the book Swedish Fairy Tales," and this story is from Anna Wallenberg.
1: and it's called "The Troll Ride:
0: The Troll Ride. And it's Give relevant to a
1: conversation we have recently had.
0: very relevant. <laughs> not last episode, but the episode before. <laughs> the one that comes Thank you. Day.
1: because I was going to have a um I was going to have a prediction related to event planning <laughs> that can be very
0: frustrating. <laughs> seriously. maybe it is. You did talk about it in that episode, I think. maybe no the, maybe not the, the episode right before
1: this one. I did not.
0: Okay, you're right. You're right.
1: Um, but the episode before that.
0: Okay, I have it. You have your
1: predictions. I have my predictions. Um, the I am. Uh, I'm thinking that the conversation you mean is probably the one we were talking about. You know, do nice things for panhandlers because mm-hmm. uh, you might get cursed. <laughs>
0: nice one if
1: you do not uh so my guess is my first prediction is the protagonist meets a beggar okay um, my second prediction is the protagonist gets cursed uh-oh <laughs> and uh-oh. my third prediction is that it's a troll ride to
0: hell oh my god that's <laughs> such a good one <laughs> And you will soon find out in The Troll Ride. God, I'm
1: so excited.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Peter Lars, the young son of a farmer, came riding along the highway. His heart was gay. He was bound for the city to buy a new jacket because that evening he was going a courting and wanted to look his best.
1: Oh, yeah. I like it. Okay. He's gay and a sharp dresser.
0: (laughs) And he felt rather sure that he would not be turned down. However, proud and rich Lisa was, and even though Peter Lars was the poorest of all her admirers, she had looked at him kindly. Okay, all right. So. <laughs> Lisa sounds like a nice girl. I like this. I mean,
1: eh. <laughs> okay, maybe not. Now that I'm now I'm rethinking it. Now maybe maybe Lisa is um, at the very least not rude, but maybe not into him.
0: We'll see. We'll see. Okay. (laughs) His spokesman had extracted a promise that he. I also don't know what his spokesman means. By the way, spokesman. I guess like maybe he's poor, so I don't think he has like a secret, like a like a secretary or whatever. Yeah, like he wouldn't have like a
1: manservant
0: or a valet. Yeah. So I'm not sure what that means. Maybe it's like just his buddy.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I was thinking like maybe like it's maybe it's customary for your friend to go. Talk to the girl you like on your behalf.
0: Oh your your wingman.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> okay. So his wingman had extracted a promise that he and his father might come to her at six <laughs> that afternoon to state their intentions. Peter Lars rode across the fields through a long, deep forest. Then he emerged mm-hmm. from the forest onto a green meadow. Suddenly he saw something that seemed to be moving in a ditch. He drew nearer and realized it was a strange looking woman crawling along.
1: Ooh, she crawling. Her, crawling, 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 no, no, oh my <laughs> no, God,
0: <laughs> thank you. no, thank you. That's what Peter thinks. <laughs> <laughs> she lifted her head and stared at him. He had never before seen anything as ugly and evil looking as her face. Her small peppercorn eyes were almost hidden in matted hair. Her nose looked like a carrot and her lips were brown as bread crust. Will you do me a good turn, she asked. I shall reward you for your trouble.
1: You do it, do it, do it, Sunny. What is it,
0: Peter Lars asked. The woman said that she had hurt her leg wandering in the forest and had limped this far because in the next wood, near a path that climbed a hill, there grew seven pine trees. A little resin from each of these pines rubbed into her wound would make the pain go away immediately. So magic magic but before she got very far from the forest she had collapsed and was so lying there helpless in the ditch she badly needed someone to collect resin from the wood for her she would see that he was well rewarded for his trouble already five people had accepted gold for saying that they would help but they had probably enjoyed themselves with the money and taken another road home because she had not seen them again although she had been lying in the ditch since early morning. Oh, no. Aw. I know. Is that sad? She held up a brightly shining gold coin before Peter Lars and said she would give it to him if he would fetch the resin. Peter Lars stepped back. Who are you that looks so evil and have so many gold coins?
1: Judging. She moaned.
0: What? Judging. I know. He's an asshole. She moaned and rubbed her leg. Oh, how it hurts, and my mother is walking in the forest looking for me and calling me. Listen, can you hear? No, I don't hear anything, said Peter. But then the woman grabbed the mane of his horse, pulled herself up, and put her hand like a trumpet to his ear. Now he heard someone singing deep in the forest. Where are you, daughter, sweet and fair? I'm looking for you everywhere. Peter Lars could not help laughing because he did not think sweet and fair really suited the ugly one by his side. Sweet and fair, he repeated, chuckling. Jeez, (laughs) Asshole. Ooh. Ooh! The woman sank rapidly back into the ditch again, but she kept her head over the edge and her small peppercorn eyes shot fiery glances. You laugh like all the rest, she hissed, and hate me, but I will give you money, as much money as you want, only if you get me that pine resin. And she rattled the gold coins in her fist. Peter Lars stared at her. Then he knocked her hand so that all the gold coins fell into the ditch. No, thank you. You are a troll, and I don't want to have anything to do with a troll. And he cracked his whip and continued his journey.
1: Oh wow! I am having the hardest time deciding if this is a uh, a king who's trusting his instincts. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I know, right? You know,
1: always trust your gut if you feel like you're in danger. I feel like this is. I feel like this might be an addendum. <laughs> to our conversation about assisting people who ask you for small favors.
0: Yeah, we like, did talk about that a little bit. Like, if it's small, yeah, always be safe. Yeah, exactly. Trust your gut. If it feels unsafe, it
1: probably is. So I don't know. I'm kind of coming back around. Maybe he's just really appropriately very suspicious.
0: Yeah, I mean, he's I do like He's looks, being mean about her looks, though. He's being racist because she's a troll.
1: Yeah. Okay. <laughs>
0: but, uh... There's more of the story. We'll see.
1: We'll see. I'm. Uh, we'll see. Maybe his. Maybe his instincts are good, but also he seems like he's a bit of a bitch.
0: He does seem like a bit of a bitch. <laughs> well, he rode into the city, bought himself a gay jacket, and turned homeward again. When he came to the hill, <laughs> Mm-hmm. oh yeah, he <laughs> bought himself a gay jacket. You know this guy. <laughs> yeah, I do. When he came to the hill that the woman had mentioned, he could not help looking around for seven pine trees. There they stood in a row, murmuring softly. At that moment, he heard someone singing far, far away. Where are you, daughter, sweet and fair? I'm looking for you everywhere. He looked at the pine trunks to see if there really was any resin to be found, but it would have been impossible to find it without looking carefully, now that the afternoon light was fading. No, I must hurry, he thought, or I'll reach Lisa late. And that might cost me dearly, proud and particular as she is. And so he rode on. Mm, he had gone Is she o- proud
1: and particular, or does she just have good boundaries, Peter? Good boundaries.
0: <laughs> You'll see. Oh, God, I'm so excited. He had gone only a little farther when his horse stopped by itself and pricked up its ears listening. Once again, he heard the song. Where are you, daughter, sweet and fair? I'm looking for you everywhere. If only I had time to gather some of that resin, he thought, and turned around. But after a minute, he changed his mind. It's madness, he said to himself. What do I care about an old, ugly troll woman? And so he turned homeward again. Boo. It didn't take long before the horse stopped again once more and he heard the song. Where are you, daughter, sweet and fair? I'm looking for you everywhere. I can't bear it, thought Peter Lars. If I don't get the resin, I'm afraid I will never stop hearing that song. AKA It's the sound of your conscience, Peter. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> AKA your guilty fucking conscience of yeah. leaving that poor woman in a ditch.
1: Yeah. And just because you think knocking she's the ugly gold coins
0: out of her hand. Yeah. So he gallops back into the pine trees and he examined the trunks and the branches and did at last succeed in gathering resin from each of the seven trees. By now it was almost dark and he began to gallop along the road. He came to the ditch and saw the troll woman sitting there. Here you are, you ugly old hag, he shouted, throwing the resin into her lap. <laughs> He's still such an asshole. He's such a dick. <laughs> and I hope I never see you again for you probably have cost me my sweetheart's hand he spurred his horse on without waiting to hear whether she would thank him or not he was angry and anxious sure that he would be too late and then what would Lisa's father say Peter knew that her father wasn't too happy to have a pauper for a son-in-law and Lisa herself her pride might be hurt suddenly he heard the tramp (laughs) of horses if he's poor
1: he could at least be on time (laughs) (laughs)
0: Yeah, <laughs> if he's poor, he should be punctual. <laughs> Suddenly, he heard the tramp of horse's hooves nearby, and from a round bend in the road, a rider approached him. It was his brother. He looked a sight, and his horse was all in a lather. You'll be late. You'll be late, your brother called. And as the two of them galloped on together, he told Peter that he and their old father and the spokesman had been in his wingman. <laughs> had been waiting by Lisa's farm gate for Peter to come when suddenly the rich Miller Jonas who owned half the village had pulled up in his carriage <laughs> he too was going in to ask for the beautiful Lisa's hand when Miller Jonas heard that Peter Lars was expected at six o'clock he was not at all dismayed if Peter was turned down he said <laughs> then he was ready to take his place I like that he's honoring <laughs> the dibs though you yeah, know <laughs> He's like, well, you did call it first. But if you're not here right at six o'clock, she's mine. That's the She's rule. mine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Arrival. And so there he sat now waiting. By the time Peter and his brother met on the road, it was a quarter to six and they had several miles to go. Goodbye, Peter called, urging his horse to the utmost and streaking along the forest path at breakneck speed. It was so dark that he could hardly see the road before him. Branches tore at his handsome new jacket and scratched his forehead until it bled, but he paid no attention because gotta get Lisa to that is Lisa. Super fucking hot, yeah. Oh my gosh! All Peter could think of was that the beautiful Lisa might give her hand to the rich Miller Jonas as to punish him for being late. That was what you got for having anything to do with trolls. Oh,
1: oh, uh, there's a lot to unpack in that sentence.
0: <laughs> So much,
1: <laughs> like a of all thinking that Lisa does not sound like she is thinking very much about you.
0: <laughs> like, yeah, right. When it comes
1: to like who she's going to marry, and yeah, it's tra- and also- she certainly wouldn't marry anyone just despite a particular <laughs> person.
0: <laughs> I don't know. It kind of when later on in the story, <laughs> it kind of sounds like she oh, will. No, Lisa's a okay. pill. Okay. She sounds pretty high maintenance. Okay, but I'll also- reserve
1: judgment. I don't
0: know. Anyway.
1: It sounds like everyone in this town kind of sucks. (laughs)
0: Yes, it does, right? Everyone, including all the people that passed by the poor the poor troll in the first place. And like
1: took her money and didn't didn't do the thing that she asked.
0: Like, nobody here is impressing me. No. Soon his horse began to pant and stumble and trip, and Peter was afraid it might collapse under him. The horse went slower and slower, no matter how he urged it forward. Then he felt the reins stiffen and go taut in his hands. The horse lifted its head and its hooves began to fly over the ground. Something seemed to have brought it back to life, and it went so fast that Peter's cape was billowing behind.
1: Ooh, okay.
0: Peter turned around in the saddle. It seemed to him that someone was sitting behind him on the horse's back. No one was there, though, and yet he imagined he saw what looked like a gray bundle slip down over the horse's rump. Like the word rump. Rump. The ride became wilder and wilder. Peter no longer felt in control of the reins, and now the horse no longer followed the road, but turned among the bushes and undergrowth. It jumped hillocks and streams, and every time Peter cast a look behind, he dimly glimpsed a gray bundle sliding farther back on the horse. And every time he looked ahead, he felt more and more sure that someone was sitting behind him. They had reached open fields now, and the cape was flying straight up over his head, stretched as trim as a sail. (laughs) the horse flew like a bird and its hooves barely touched the ground at the first fork in the road peter met his spokesman aka his wingman his wingman who had run out to him to urge him to hurry you're too late peter lars shouted the spokesman only five minutes are left we'll see peter called and was gone on a (laughs) wing a little further on he met his old father who shook his head sadly you'll never get there you only have a minute left we'll see Peter called and disappeared so fast that the old man didn't even see him go. See, it
1: sounds like this is what you get for meddling with trolls. It Mm. sounds like they do you a favor.
0: Mm. (laughs) Do a good turn, get a good turn. Yeah. At the farmer's house, everyone was waiting. Beautiful Lisa, her arm leaning on the windowsill, was listening for the beat of hooves while her father and the miller rubbed their hands contentedly. (laughs) I like that they're just like yep six o'clock six o'clock I'm in only a minute left we all respect the rules
1: of dibs around here <laughs> <laughs> I'm very unhappy with the idea of my daughter marrying a pauper but he did call dibs before six so <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's how medieval marriage works <laughs>
0: apparently <laughs> in, in sweden <laughs> now said her father looking at the clock on the wall there's only half a minute to go and if he were gonna come on time we would have heard his horse on the bridge by now lisa you may as well give the miller your hand right away for you would never be satisfied with a suitor who kept you waiting <laughs> i will wait until six o'clock lisa said and she stood there a with a longer. beating heart so it sounds like she really does like him though
1: yeah, it's maybe maybe she could only get her father to agree. To, I don't know. I don't know.
0: Well, she was so proud that she would rather have made herself unhappy for the rest of her life than be kept waiting a single second by a suitor. It would be desperately hard to lose Peter Lars. So she loves him but she uh-huh. <laughs> can't be kept waiting a single she, second not a
1: single <laughs> second she'd rather marry someone she r- just hates than keep, <laughs> be kept waiting. fuck
0: you lisa
1: sorry just <laughs> no absolutely um lisa lisa wouldn't like most people i'm guessing
0: Peter and Lisa deserve each other. They sound like they really do.
1: (laughs) Like they're those people that place such a high priority on being on time. They're the, (laughs) if you're not early, you're late assholes.
0: Yeah. I say this with
1: complete bias as someone who's late a lot.
0: (laughs) Yeah, but same. (laughs) 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 We can never be friends. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> if, if any of our listeners are people that are like, no, you have to be there right on time or it's like just done. Mm-hmm.
1: Or I'm super mad now. Then Time we- isn't
0: real, man. Calm down. <laughs> time is made up. Time just is relax. made up.
1: Time was made up by capitalism.
0: <laughs> you know? <laughs> Thank you. Fuck you time. You get it. Yeah. <laughs> so Lisa's waiting for six o'clock and then the clock began to chime. Too late, cried the miller. But the strong beat of hooves was heard on the bridge just then, and Lisa's eyes shone with joy. Listen, he's coming, she exclaimed. (laughs) You really don't like her her father. (laughs) That's how I imagine she talks. (laughs) (laughs) But just as the clock was ready to chime for the sixth time, the door was flung open, and there stood Peter Lars, dripping wet, his hair tousled, and his new jacket dusty and torn now he's a sword husband <laughs> somehow he looked jaunty and dashing all at the same time
1: oh and yeah ran to him
0: and put her hand in his so firmly and confidently that he knew she was giving it to him for life which is written really sweetly
1: that's really sweet but all i can think about now is like you have to respect my dibs
0: <laughs> yep <laughs> And they do. (laughs) And they do. Miller and Farmer could only gape. They could not understand how Peter Lars had managed to arrive on time and no one else understood either. Everybody's like, "What?" (laughs) last until 6.01.
1: Yes. Technically, you have technically six o'clock lasts for a whole minute.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But this was not the last time people would marvel at Peter Lars. From then on, regardless of how late he set on any journey, he would always arrive on time, and no one ever saw him get anxious to get started. Whether he rode on horseback or in a carriage, he was calm and assured, and he could well off afford to be, for he always felt he had someone with him, someone who held the bridle and reins in such a way that all his adventures always finished well. But who was this? He could never discover, no matter how many times he thought he glimpsed a gray bundle slipped down the rump of his horse or off the edge of his carriage in the moment he turned his head. Yet, inside himself, Peter Lars knew who it was that sat beside yeah. him. <laughs> he had not asked for any reward for what he had done for the troll in the ditch, but for all that, it had been an honest troll, and a reward he certainly did receive. The end.
1: Okay, so he's still a fun story. It's a super fun story. I I love the story. But he's but he's still a he's still kind of a fucking bigot at the end of he didn't Right. He won't even acknowledge that it's uh, that it's the troll who's helping him Uh oh and i guess she was actually one of those rare honest trolls after all (laughs) (laughs) when she was legit paying people up front to go get pine resin for her like there was no trick she was she was handing out money in exchange (laughs) for a
0: service up front like (laughs) and she rewarded him even though he didn't ask for money like
1: she and still he was he like was so
0: rude to her. Oh my gosh! Yeah, so obviously that's how I would fix the story: is Peter wouldn't be such a dickhead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want Peter to be the kind of person who I think
1: deserves his reward.
0: Yeah, that uh, that protagonist was not likable even a little, not even to the like to the very end. <laughs> Boo, Peter! Yeah, he sucks. <laughs> Oh gosh. But yeah, fun story. I love the troll. I love that she still like gave him something. And it was very I think it's neat that it wasn't just that one off too. It like kept happening for his whole life. Yeah.
1: Instead of getting cursed, he got blessed. Yeah. Moral of the story. Be nice to trolls. Maybe if he was nice, he would have gotten stuff that was even better.
0: Yeah. Actually, honestly, I feel like almost all of the stories in this book, the moral is like be kind. hmm I like that. I do too. I'm excited to read you the other one. I'll probably wait a little bit so I'm not just doing like two Swedish bunch ones of in a, of a row. <laughs> but, <laughs> but it was uh they're they're so much fun. Oh, and you got, you definitely got a couple of points. I got no, one. You just point. got one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: or uh, the protagonist, we-
1: the protagonist meets like, I said, I said a beggar, but like, but we, but you know, someone, someone in need. She was begging need. for something. She was begging
0: for help. <laughs> she wasn't um, begging for money, but she needed, she needed just some pine resin. She, she, she just was like, cause she was crawling along the road, like, oh, Peter. And just pine resin. It's not like she was asking for much else. And also, like, shouldn't Lisa, I guess, but people really hate trolls, too. They do. They do.
1: So he was like, "Ugh,
0: oof. Okay. But yeah, he didn't get cursed. He got blessed. Mm -hmm. I want a troll ride to hell story so bad.
1: (laughs) That's so good. That's such a fun idea. Well, I think it's because I've been playing... um, (laughs) I've been playing um, Marvel's Midnight Suns a lot recently and Ghost Rider is one of the characters and like his character (laughs) always says stuff like, like, I'll see you in hell.
0: Is it Nicolas Cage that does the voice for that? (laughs) Because wasn't he Ghost Rider? He was,
1: he was in the Ghost Rider movie, but they did, they did a different version of the character for the game. They did like a younger teenage version of the character. Oh, boo,
0: why? I mean, that's fine
1: reasons who knows i ghost rider is not my favorite character but i do think that it's funny that like he's got a bunch of abilities like he's got the hell ride so when i heard the troll ride i was like hell yeah go straight to hell
0: oh man that would have been really good that would have been better honestly (laughs) maybe that's how i would fix it that he doesn't help her and she takes him to hell instead of yeah that's ooh I love it. Like he thinks that he's being born
1: along to his love, but instead mm-hmm. he like like he kicks open the door to what he thinks is Lisa's
0: house and instead <laughs> and instead it's hell. Yep. And Lisa is the devil and she like grabs him and sticks her hand and she's like, Yep, now we're together forever. <laughs> awesome. That is an alternate because I we, there's two fixes for this then because I do like the idea that maybe instead of like being like, oh, I'm going to hear that song forever. He like felt in his heart like, no, I have to help that woman, even mm-hmm. though the love of my life won't understand or whatever. And then he does yeah. something that like, you know, something for a troll that his family and obviously friends like wouldn't understand because
1: yeah. they're all bigots.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> so there's two and there's two endings to this one.
1: Yeah, it's Peter gets the nice reward if he is in fact fe- if he does in fact learn to be a nicer person. Yeah. <laughs> or if he's going to continue to be a little bitch, he gets the <laughs> rewards that little bitches get, which is they get ridden <laughs> straight to hell.
0: Well, you know, I felt I felt this story because I remember um I'm not wanting to help that one lady. Like I was just kind of like, no, I don't have time, and then I was like, No, I should do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know. I mean, obviously, I don't feel like I was as bad as Peter, but... That's
1: that's fine. You weren't calling her ugly to her face or, like, knocking all of her belongings out of her hands.
0: Yeah, like, that wasn't the reason that it wasn't out there. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. And also, Anywho. like, she wasn't crawling on the... Anyway.
1: Yeah. Oh, my God. Peter, what a dick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that version gets to go to hell. The sweeter version gets... Gets get a wife, This is
0: going to be a choose-your-own-adventure when we eventually get our own book deal and we're yeah. doing fairy tales oh. with our fixes. 100%. 100% yes. Rewriting fairy tales with our fixes. They're, this one's going to be a choose-your-own-adventure.
1: <laughs> That's such a fun idea. I now desperately want to do that. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I think we should and release it as Patreon content. <laughs> oh,
0: okay. I love that.
1: Oh, maybe. Okay. After things get, after things stop being crazy. I'm I know. I still idea.
0: haven't even done the Hans Christian Anderson love, love we life. Say, we say things. <laughs> I, I wrote it out in a word doc. I have his love life timeline. Uh, maybe I'll send it over to, there's a new podcast. I haven't actually had a chance to listen, spill the mead, mm-hmm. but they are very sweet um, on, on social media. And their podcast is like gossipy hist- history, and I oh, I love that. I'm desperate for them to do an episode on Hans Christian Andersen. I already told them they need to.
1: <laughs> Hell yeah! Oh my gosh, that sounds what a what an adorable premise. I love that. All right, are you ready for my story? <gasps> I'm so ready, so um, fucking ready. I'm very excited to tell it to you. Um, it's so uh, as a little preface, this is a. Malaysian folktale because you're going to be uh, in Malaysia because I'm going to be in Malaysia when this episode drops and I actually found it because I am trying I am tr- I am also <laughs> attempting to learn uh, a language I'm tr- well I'm not trying to learn the whole language but I am trying to pick up a little Malay
0: yeah. before we actually
1: go like Malaysia M- Malay and English are mm-hmm. two of the most commonly spoken languages in Malaysia so I'm not I'm not that worried about being able to communicate with people but i want to at least learn like hello goodbye please thank you and excuse me where's the bathroom (laughs) yeah (laughs) you know before before we go so
0: hashtag not sponsored but duolingo is really fun
1: (laughs) duolingo does not have malay as one of their languages so i actually Mm -hmm. grabbed i actually was looking at a um, language learning app called ling which has it's just it just has more asian languages on it in general
0: yeah yeah
1: um so i got and then and on ling's website Mm -hmm. uh they actually had this they had this fairy tale um (gasps) on their website along with like a little pronunciation guide for some of like the malaysian place words
0: oh my gosh yeah shout out ling that's awesome
1: Yeah, it was really cool. So so I've got that going. And then I went down another little rabbit hole um, to try to find exactly like where I could get the full story because Ling has a very short version of the story on it that's not that like gives you the cliff notes of it, but not the actual story itself. So the actual story itself is written down in a book called The Malay Annals. Which was published, of course, by you know an English, an English. Mm-hmm. An English <laughs> I want to say Translator? English fuckbag. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, just just because the preface to this book is super racist.
0: Oh yeah, um,
1: the preface to this book is super super like patronizing, um, mm, written you know. and, and translated from Malay. You know, by an English explorer. Um, not going to bother to say his name. <laughs> Who cares? Boo! It's <laughs> But, uh, but, and the book was published in like 1812. Yeah. So this was while Malaysia was still an English colony, Mm -hmm. which is why one of the predominant languages spoken there is English. But before that, uh, it was, it was, it was a part of the Malacca Sultanate, Mm -hmm. which that was, uh, that was a country that kind of took, that had a lot of control of the Malaysian peninsula because Malaysia is spread over, is spread over a peninsula uh, that it shares with Thailand, and mm-hmm. then also was part of the island of Borneo, which it shares with Indonesia. I've been, l- I've just, I've been learning about Malaysia before I go there, and then when I come back, I will have Absolutely. even more hot Malaysia facts.
0: So cool, love it. That's such a <laughs> anyway, great way to find a fairy tale or folktale. I love it.
1: I thought it was cool too. So I'm, so I'm going to be reading the legend of Puteri Gunung Ledang, which is the fairy princess of Ledang Mountain. Okay, yeah. Oh my gosh, so I'm very excited. Here's the story. Oh, you got. You, sorry, you got three predictions.
0: I have to make some predictions. All right, the fairy princess of. Sorry, will we say the last lemon again.
1: The fairy princess of Ladang Mountain.
0: Ladang Mountain. Okay, I love that it's the fairy princess because that is such a great term that we don't see very often. Like we see princesses and we see fairies, but very not very often like do we fairy see fairy princesses. Princess? <laughs> So, my prediction is that the protagonist is trying to save the fairy princess. Okay. My second prediction is that the fairy princess is a badass. Ooh, okay. I like that. (laughs) She's just a kick-ass fairy princess. I don't know. And then my third prediction is that there is some sort of mythical creature besides varies. Like a like a sidekick kind of mythical creature or maybe a mythical creature captured her. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. I like
0: that. Okay. Is that
1: cool? Super cool.
0: All right. Let's Those do are it. all great
1: predictions. Thank you. I'm excited we'll to get into it. Okay. So, this is the legend of Putere Gunung Ledang or the princess of Ledang mountain. There's a bit I'm, I'm switching back and forth in two versions. There's the, there's the version that's actually in the Malay annals. And then there's another version that I found online, which again is like a shortened cliff notes version version of the story, but they include a preface where you get a bit more of what we always want, which is the fairy princess's backstory.
0: Hell yes. Love it.
1: Which you don't get in the Malay annals.
0: Well, give me that backstory.
1: Hell yeah. Okay, so most people in Malaysia know the legend of Puteri Gunung Ledang. However, not many realize the legend happened in the district of Muar, which is north of Malacca. Malacca is a city that's on the peninsular portion of Uh Malaysia, and it's about halfway between Kuala Lumpur and Singapore. Okay. So she lives in that region, or (laughs) the the mountain.
0: Geography is not my forte, so I'm.
1: I'm just. <laughs> I'm, I'm just. I'm just saying stuff just in case there are people who are.
0: Oh familiar. yeah, I need a map. <laughs> I am looking I at. When well, you told me where were you going, I like looked it up. I had to look it up on a map. I was like, I have no idea it's where like, this is. Where is that?
1: <laughs> I had to look it up too. I didn't know it was that close to Thailand because right. I'm American, and geography, especially like the geography of East Asia, is not something anyone bothered to teach us.
0: Yeah. Or Um, any geography. I only knew any geography (laughs) from like one anthropology class and it was Dr. Eaton. And he did like a tiny bit of geography and that's it. That's the only he's like, how do you not know where like stuff in the world is? And it's like, that's a really good point.
1: I mean, also he this is a total tangent, but don't blame us, man. We went to an American public school.
0: All right. Yeah. Okay. Well I mean like I don't think he was blaming us. I think he like Uh was criticizing the American public school system. Okay is You're fair, probably, in my opinion, that's 100% fair. <laughs> <laughs> anyway,
1: and I keep saying East Asia, Malaysia, Malaysia is Southeast Asia. Just, just to, I was, I'm looking, I am looking at a map, and I'm like, oh dang, that is super far south. That is yeah. very far. That is the equator. Um, anyway, all we, all we've done of the story of the actual story so far is that the fairy princess, uh, lives in lives north of Malacca. According to the Malay belief in the old days, there was a beautiful fairy princess who lived on top of Ladang Hill and was called Puteri Gunung Ledang. The princess had seven sisters who originated from Java, which is, uh, you know, 1500s talk for Indonesia. That was mm-hmm. what Indonesia was called at the time.
0: It's giving me Irish fairy tale because it's like explaining all the places. Yeah, you, you're
1: getting all the places. You're getting all the backstory. They're trying to position you in the story.
0: <laughs> it's it's a nice transition from Irish fairy tale month. I think
1: so too. Her other relatives were the fairy princess Benang, the fairy princess Ponti, and the fairy princess Beramban. So she has she has siblings. And these fairy princesses cannot be seen by human beings. However, (gasps) I know. However, some people like traditional medicine men and also people who lose their way in the forest sometimes meet and talk to them.
0: Oh, so like they can be seen by some humans sometimes for chaotic neutral reasons. For chaotic neutral reasons. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) Like, like medicine men know how, know how to see them on their own. Like they know Mm -hmm. how to like look they know how to look at them properly, mm-hmm. but the fairy princesses also may choose to reveal themselves to lost travelers.
0: Wonderful. Perfect fairy, like Perfect fairy nonsense. Perfect fairy nonsense.
1: So according to the Malay story, Puteri Gunang Ledang stayed at the top of her mountain and had a lover who lived on a nearby mountain and every night the mountaintop of her lover's mountain gunung Rundak, will approach near her mountain and the two lovers meet and spend time until the early morning until one night they did not realize that dawn had already come and apparent like the this story this story is kind of like it's not especially well written in english so it's kind of hard yeah. to figure out exactly what happened but basically um her lover could not be seen by the sun and he dies
0: <gasps> oh no. Yeah. That's very sad. Yeah. It's- you think they would pay attention more with such a like strict rule. <laughs> mm-hmm. but they were they were the but the point is they were so wrapped
1: up in each other and so in love that they didn't notice Mm -hmm. that the sun was rising i know it's very sweet except now he's dead (laughs) (laughs) it was sweet until it wasn't it was sweet until it wasn't and he's it's unclear he's either dead or they are permanently separated uh because Mm -hmm. there's there's also referenced like a great chasm is between Mm -hmm. their mountaintops now and they can't So they either can't get to each other or he's dead. And the story, the story seems unclear to me on that point.
0: Yeah. Either
1: way, it's very sad. And they, they are permanently separated either way. Uh So she vows to never marry.
0: Okay. Okay. Okay.
1: (laughs) So that's the preface. That's the preface that was not included in the, the book from 1818. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay. And then the protagonist in my prediction is coming to save her from herself. <laughs> You've got to get over him. <laughs> get over
1: him and get under me. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> so now, now on to the actual meat of the story, um, as related in the Malay, an- in the Malay annals. It is related that the wife of Sultan Mahmud and mother of Raja Ahmed returned into God's mercy and the king was extremely afflicted. So he was very sad that his wife died. Mm -hmm. All of his chiefs likewise looked gloomy at seeing the grief of their prince and all their attempts to console him proved ineffectual and could not remove the impression from his heart. One day, all of the nobles assembled and the king asked them what they advised since the land of Malacca was now devoid of a queen. And this is in other versions of the story. Uh, he actually already has two other wives, but his, mm-hmm. his favorite wife was the one that died. And his well, advisors okay. try to tell him, you've got two other wives. Like, <laughs> why, why do you need a third one? And he says, they suck. Boo.
0: <laughs> but they love, but he loved that one. He she loved that best. one
1: wife, but that's, that's a different version of the story that I read. <laughs> um, in this version, It's his beloved wife, the queen, has died. and
0: We're all just looking for love, right? (laughs)
1: We're all just looking for love. (laughs) His chief said, The daughter of what Raja would you choose? Mention the name of any princess, and we will go and ask her. The king replied, I don't want to marry a Raja's daughter, for any other Raja may marry a Raja's daughter. I want to marry one to whom no other prince can aspire.
0: Oh, barf. He's like, now want the unattainable... Yeah. fairy princess
1: I want I want a literal fairy princess I don't mm. I don't want a normal human woman
0: Well <laughs> he's not impressing me so far but <laughs> Inform us then
1: said the nobles whither your wishes tend and we will do our utmost to carry them into effect and the king says I want to ask princess Gunung Ledang Then they asked him whom he wished to send as his messengers He said I will send sang Satya and Tun Mamed. And those men cheerfully assented.
0: Toon Mamed first. Hmm? I bet they're like, they all didn't want, they were like, who are you going to ask? Who's going to go like, ask her? And they're like, who has to please climb? Not me, please not me. Well, he She's picks going to say no. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. They seem to think, they seem to think that the, they seem to think that this guy is pretty cool. They seem yeah. to think that this Sultan has a shot.
0: That's what they tell him. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, of course she's going to say yes. (laughs) Who wouldn't? (laughs) You're the greatest.
1: (laughs) After long journeying, the two men reached the foot of the mountain and began to ascend it, but found no road. The hillmen, however, that they located, showed them the road. For the way was excessively difficult, with violent gusts of wind and a cold quite unsupportable, according to the book. Mm -hmm. it was very very cold and windy it was march on the mountain eternally
0: (laughs) it sounds fucking (laughs) awful
1: (laughs) they advanced however till they reached about the middle of the mountain when none of the people could proceed farther then tun mamed said to the guide and to sang satya stop you here gentles and let me ascend the hill the others assented and tuned Mehmed with two or three other hearty men. He just, I guess he keeps changing his mind on like how many people can come with him. <laughs>
0: <laughs> By the way, this is totally making me think of Shrek. How like the king sends off somebody else to get his wife.
1: <laughs> yes. Yes, exactly. This is, this, this Sultan so far uh, <laughs> is very Lord
0: Farquaad. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, you climb the treacherous mountain and ask her if she likes me. <laughs> and, uh, ask her if she wants to be my wife. <laughs> Check yes or no, but just yes.
1: There's only one box. It's the yeah. box for yes.
0: <laughs> now I want one of these guys to fall in love with her and it's going to be a whole thing. Anyway.
1: Oh, my God. That's, <laughs> That's a cute Abby idea. Abby made a face.
0: Abby made a face.
1: Okay, so Toon Mehmed, with two or three hardy men, ascended as well as he could until he came to a bamboo forest. Okay, and it says that the bamboo are spontaneously melodious.
0: Melodious?
1: Yeah, so they they play music. They start singing? Yeah, like the the bamboo (laughs) forest starts singing. That's magical as hell. It's magical as hell. It's like, that sounds so cool. So they come to a singing bamboo forest. Fuck yeah. Yeah. And all that ascended felt like birds flying in the furious gusts of wind, and the clouds closed round so near that one might touch them. And the sound of the musical bamboo was extremely melodious, and the very birds lingered to hear their music, and the forest deer were all also enchanted by their melody. Ooh. I know. That's so, like,
0: this really sounds like a fairy tale.
1: (laughs) It does. It's super magical. I Love it. And Tun Mehmed was so delighted with their sound that he could not prevail on himself to advance on his journey for some time.
0: (laughs) (laughs) He's just hanging out, listening to the music.
1: He is hanging out, listening to the music, enjoying the birds and the deer and the clouds. He's like, like, this
0: is the best vacation ever. (laughs) He's like,
1: I'm actually, in retrospect, I'm really glad I came on this trip.
0: (laughs) (laughs) How most people feel when they go on hikes. (laughs) Uh (laughs) Uh-huh.
1: It's worth Just, it once you get to the pretty po- the pretty spot really high yeah. up where you get to sit down. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: this is very relatable.
1: <sighs> okay. Again, however, he proceeded slowly till at last he reached a garden of wonderful beauty such had never been seen. It was full of all kinds of flowers and fruits which are to be found in the whole world arranged in plots of different kinds. Yeah. As soon as the birds of the garden observed the approach of Tun Mamed, they uttered all kinds of cries some like a man whistling others like a person playing a pipe like a person playing on the serdame others like a person reciting verses others like persons i love reading out loud after reading silently to myself and like my eyes <gasps> skipping over certain words and now that i have to say them out loud i'm i'm <laughs>
0: like the birds were making pretty sounds i mean
1: it's uh, yeah, fine i get it there are birds and instruments and people talking in all sorts of languages and everybody sounds happy and it's just it's just really nice
0: yeah it's just a <laughs> so good old good. time he basically walked into paradise yeah essentially it's it's heaven
1: this is this is so goofy i'm so excited the large lemons made a loud noise, the grapes giggled, and the pomegranates smiled and laughed aloud, while the rose repeated poetry in the following style.
0: Oh, no. Why am I imagining the lemons just screaming? <laughs> ah, I yeah, I don't know what loud sounds it's supposed to But the
1: grapes are giggling? That's... The grapes are giggling, and the roses are reciting poetry.
0: I mean, that sounds cute, but... Also a the, little Alice in Wonderland. And that part gave me nightmares when the flowers are talking. So, And the flowers are still being creepy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't like flowers the, talking. Here's the
1: poem. The teeth are grating against each other. They wish to eat the fish of the tank. Fine and fat are the rows for frying and the scales will stick to the breast.
0: So basically just talking
1: it. about how delicious
0: fish are. <laughs> roses that eat fish mhm it's terrifying yeah it's pretty scary <laughs> flowers should never talk in my flowers opinion shouldn't talk. i i don't like it like, i didn't like it I in think- the big friendly giant no i didn't like it's it in alice good. in wonderland
1: <laughs> flowers should keep sh- flowers should shut up <laughs> <laughs> like and and it sounds like they're describing delicious food yeah but I don't like the, Im- I don't like the image of bloodthirsty flowers eating <laughs> fish
0: eggs. Ooh. No, no, thank you. I don't, I don't like the idea of lemons just yelling and gra- I don't know. <laughs> grapes is kind of cute.
1: Grapes giggling, grapes, grapes giggling reminds me of the 10th kingdom a little bit. I don't know why. Like I feel like, I feel yeah. like giggling grapes would be something in
0: that. And the mushrooms are like, come on, just eat us. We're, we're delicious. <laughs> oh, that creeps me
1: out, too. <laughs> it's dangerous. Tun Mamed was exceedingly surprised to hear a tree and hear flowers so skillful in making poetry, as well to see the whole arrangement of the garden. He at last came up to a hall in the garden made of bone and ha- and that had a roof of hair.
0: I hate that.
1: Yeah, Those creepy. Those are bones
0: of all the fish that the roses eating <laughs> <laughs> or bones of the humans that they're eating this is terrifying
1: actually yeah no it's like it's like it's a it's a really beautiful garden that just has an edge of something sinister going on yeah so it's a bone it's a bone house with a hair roof and inside the house seated upon a dais sat an old woman of elegant appearance with a plaid thrown across her shoulder which I assume just means a blanket thrown across her shoulder because it was an Englishman who translated this. Yeah. With four young women before her. As soon as they saw Tun Mamed, they asked him, whence do you come and whither are you going? And he replied, I am a Malacca man named Tun Mamed. I am sent by the Sultan of Malacca to ask in marriage, the very princess of gunung Ladang. This is the reason of my coming. The guide and Sang Satya are also on the hill beneath, but unable to ascend and have sent me onward. Now, please inform me what's your name and whence do you come? The elder lady replied, My name is Dong Raya Rani, and I'm the guardian of Princess Gunung Ladang. Whatever you want to say here, I will go represent it to the princess. Wing woman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whose sultan is calling dibs? On these words, the... F- <laughs> Yes, the Sultan is calling dibs
0: on the princess. See if these people are respect the dibs as much as the last story.
1: (laughs) It's very important. So, on these words, the five women instantly vanished, and then there came to him another old woman, hunchbacked and bent threefold, who said to him, Dong Raya Rani has delivered your message to the princess, who desires me to say that if the Raja of Malacca wishes for me, he must first make a flight of stairs of gold and another of silver from Malacca to Gunung Ludang. And in asking me, he must present a gnat's heart seven platters broad, seven platters worth of moth's heart, a vat of human tears, a vat of the juice of the young betel nut, One file of the Raja's blood and one file of the Prince Raja Ahmed's blood. Wow. She has a long list.
0: Yeah. And like a platter of Nat's hearts?
1: Uh Uh-huh. Seven platters. Seven platters of Nat's hearts.
0: Yeah. Do Nat's even have hearts?
1: Theoretically, but they are very small.
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah, seven platters of gnat's hearts, seven platters of moth's hearts, a vat of human tears.
0: Yeah, a vat. I don't even know how big a vat is.
1: Don't know what a vat is. She also wants uh, batel nut juice, a file of the Raj's blood, and a file Mm -hmm. of his son's blood.
0: That wouldn't be too hard to get. The blood seems like the easiest.
1: (laughs) Yeah, but it's, but you know, wait. (laughs) Okay. And if the Raja performs this, the Princess Gunung Ladang will assent to his desire. As soon as she had spoken this, she vanished so that nobody could perceive where she had gone. According to some accounts, however, the elderly lady who conversed with Tun Mehmed was, in fact, the Princess Gunung Ladang herself, who had assumed the appearance of an old woman.
0: Mm-hmm. She's like, yeah, not likely.
1: No. <laughs> <laughs> Then Tun Mehmed returned and descended to the guide and to Song Satya and informed them of what had passed. After which they all returned and related the old woman's conversation to Sultan Mahmud Shah, who said, All these requests may be complied with, but the taking of blood is an unpleasant business, and I have no inclination for it at all. The
0: end. wow so everything else like yeah no problem but i am not giving my blood
1: seven platters of nat's hearts is something i can order my servants to do
0: (laughs) but my blood my blood that involves me having to do some work
1: i think that this i think that in this book it was a slightly bad translation i read other versions of the story Mm -hmm. where um it where it was actually he that where he said that like all of this can be accomplished except taking my son's blood which i i won't do oh like, okay
0: that would be a that would be a fix yeah so
1: so a fix <laughs> a fix specifically for yeah. this version of the story is that it changes to the ending of the original version of the story which mm-hmm. is like okay i'm i'll do i'll do the rest of it but like i can't i'm not going to i'm not going to take my son's blood
0: yeah. That's, she also
1: asked sweet. for more blood in, in another version of the story. Yeah. Like she's specifically setting him tasks that are impossible because she is vowed to never marry.
0: So wait, did you say a vial of blood, a file? So, like, so like, So like P H I A L. Oh yeah. Another term for vial. Okay. So yeah, not very mm-hmm. much blood, not like a lot doable. of blood. She asked for more in
1: other versions of the story. <laughs>
0: I love it. I kinda like that he's like, but not my blood. Like, hell no. (laughs) No.
1: Hell no. Something I really I something else I really like about this story is because in most of these kinds of stories that we read where like a king wants to marry a fairy creature and she has rules that were or conditions that need to be met before she'll do it. Usually like 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 in the um like in the seven the six servants story that we read. Mm Mm-hmm. Usually, the prince finds a finds a clever way around the conditions.
0: Yes, he finds a loophole. Mm -hmm. But in
1: in this story, (laughs) in this story, the king the king's like can do, can do, can do, can do, super doable. I'm just not. Nope. I'm. I don't want to do that. Never mind.
0: (laughs) No. Hey, he's boundaries. I. I. Yeah. I actually kind of like that. Oh, never mind. And he let um his servants like have a nice little vacation. They got to go enjoy the fairylands for a while, so
1: Yeah. Which I think is also kind of nice. I don't know. Oh, <laughs> I was hoping they would fall in love. He made a face and I was like, Oh my god. Well, I was just thinking about how much better that would be, but I didn't want to say that out loud.
0: Yeah. That would also of- be a good fix.
1: Yeah. I like that. I think that's that's a fix that I like even that I like better yeah. um than just having the other version ending on this one I uh-huh. like the I like the idea that um you know while Tune Mahmood is running around like or, like accomplishing all these tasks yeah. that she's set for the sultan that she ends up falling in love with him
0: mm-hmm. I think that's yeah. cute Yeah That would be cute. <laughs> that'd be cute That would be cute That would be a cute I mean cute Yeah Oh I don't know and then they just, just the can live Shrek together sh- in her
1: creepy garden.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. I didn't like that at all. That was really creepy. I'm not sure. It was almost to the point where I wasn't sure if it was supposed to be creepy or just magical. I feel like it went on the edge a little bit with the with the, the Baba bone Yaga. Hut house. Yeah. The um, Malaysian Baba
1: Yaga. <laughs> yeah. And like the singing the the, the flowers
0: reciting poetry about meat. I would love to know <laughs> if that story could be retranslated by Not a Racist Asshole. Yeah, me too. Um, and I can,
1: I, because I looked for one. Yeah. That was a more recent translation. And I did find them. It's just that they really shortened the adventure part. They kind of mm-hmm. like all of the other translations I found really like do the first part of the story and the end of the story and really hand wave the stuff in the middle about him climbing the mountain.
0: Oh, yeah. which I thought was a
1: shame because I, because that's, it was such a magical journey. So I decided to read, yeah. I decided to read like the 18, whatever version of it for that reason. It was, it was magical. I liked, I liked it. Uh, But yeah, it was fun. Maybe if I learn to read Malay, I can pick up a book of Malaysian folk tales. Um, oh, that would be so cool! And I can do the
0: translation. But I mean, that's the dream,
1: really—the <laughs> dream. I'm probably never going to learn how to read Malaysian beyond, uh, yeah,
0: the few sort like of like street signs. <laughs> I understand, (laughs) but uh, a girl a girl can have goals. I know that would be so cool to be able to like read the original folk tales. Obviously, not the original because they've all been written down like over right. Like it's all oral oral tradition as Mm -hmm. well.
1: Because like the the uh, the website that I found did mention that like this like this is this is a story that like obviously Malaysian people have been telling each other for a long, 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 long time. It's just that it hadn't actually been written down Mm -hmm. before so
0: well that's amazing thank you for telling me that great story that was you're really welcome fun. i enjoyed that one too and i actually love the ending that she's just like no
1: that she's like sure i'll marry you
0: do all yeah. these impossible
1: things and he said um can doosville baby doll except for the bit where you want my blood <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, amazing good times well, I think that is going to do it for us today. So thank you so much for listening to Fairytale Fix. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe and leave us a review on Apple. Or you can give us a star review on Spotify. We are almost to 50. We're at 49, baby. Woo! Oh, Woo! my God. Tip us over. Tip us over. Tip us over, and also we're still at, we're on a little stretch for 33 reviews on Apple, so if anybody wants to go just give us some review. you could just do a bunch of emojis. You don't have to think about it that hard. <laughs> mm-hmm. We actually we have love. one with a bunch of emojis, so thank you. Oh, really? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's great. Just copy that. Yeah, perfect. Oh, if you love the show even more and want to support us, like our new patron, Tamara, who we love, uh, you can get extra episodes. You can get merch, you can get books, and other cool bonus content at our Patreon by signing up at fairytalefix.cash. And it's only about what you'd pay for a latte a month. You can also find us on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook and TikTok, all at Pod. Please email us your favorite fairy tales, folklore, nursery rhymes, and other such things at info at fairytalefixpod.com. And the troll ride had two different endings one where peter <laughs> one where peter helps her but it is from the goodness of his heart and not because he was worried he was going to hear that song forever and ever and he's actually just a really nice guy and you know even though people don't like trolls he decides to help because he's a good person not not for his own personal gain or if you choose where he decides not to help her, <laughs> that the troll woman crawls upon his horse and rides him directly into hell where Lisa is actually the devil and he must spend eternity with her in hell. Fuck yeah.
1: <laughs> Either one of those would rule so hard. Right?
0: <laughs> so good. And the fairy princess
1: of Gnung Ledang fell in love with Toon Mamed while he was running around trying to get those seven platters of gnat hearts and she decided to marry him, not instead of the sultan, because the sultan said, nah, anyway, but <laughs> but because she really appreciated Tun Mehmed's persistence. And they all lived
0: happily, happily ever, ever, ever after. after. The, the end. end.